spend this month declaring restoration in our life and in our family. Many times when we make the declaration, and I gave a warning the last time, don't be like the captain who said, said to, to the prophet, to the man of God, that if God will open the windows of heaven, this thing cannot be. Don't be like that man. As a child of God, you, as a believer, you must like to believe and not live in unbelief. In Jesus' name. Amen. So, God has done the work already. What you have declared over your life in prayer, prayer is a seed that you sow. You sow it into your future. Praise the Lord. Amen. And it germinates. Praise the Lord. Many times you pray, you may not see the results right now, but in the future you see the results coming forth. So don't think that what has been declared is for nothing. It is come, It will come to pass as we believe in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. According to your faith, so be it unto you. Remember, I always like to take our, our mind back when we started off at the beginning of this month. We started off in Zechariah chapter 9, verse 12. Hallelujah. The Lord my restorer. Psalm 23, verse 3. Joel chapter 2, verse 25 to 27. Those were scriptures that we gave to prepare you for this month. Hallelujah. The month of restoration. And I pray that with the revelation of the knowledge of God that have been revealed to us, during this last month, I hope, I pray that you have received what restoration is all about. Praise the Lord. Because the reason why we take one topic and we deal with it for a period of time is we want you to have an understanding, a revelation. Because many times we come, we preach one thing today and people leave and they forget it. But as we continue to repeat it over and over, repetition is very important. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So restoration is important. And we want to encourage our members, those of our members who uh, we want to encourage you if you have missed this series, you can go back online on our page and you'll find all the all, all the teachings on doing Bible studies and the Sunday services. You will find them and you can listen to them and let it enrich your life. In Jesus' name. Amen. We share with you the principles of what? We share with you the principles that are essential to everyone desiring for restoration. We share with you those principles uh, during the course of the month. We also share with you understanding God's way of restoration. Uh, how God does his restorations and we told you in Exodus chapter 12 verse 35 to 36 God compensated the children of Israel as they were about to leave, leave Egypt and when God restored God don't bring you back to what? to your original place because restoration in the dictionary tells you that you are brought back to your what? to your original place Hallelujah. Amen. But God promised that his restoration is double. Say double. 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 God does. God's restoration is double. Praise the Lord. So we give you those understanding of how restoration, understanding how restoration work God's way. And we also share with you what are you going to do with God's word on restoration. Second Kings chapter 7 verse 1 to 20 and we told you do not allow unbelief. Make You must make the decision and so on and so on. And on Wednesday we share with you what are the conditions for restoration. Wednesday Bible studies we share with you the condition for what? For restoration. Praise the Lord. From 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14, God gave his condition for what? For restoration. Amen. 
and I give I, I share with you the argument because there are people who believe who will argue that this world was for the children of Israel it doesn't apply to us hallelujah remember the word of God says in Abraham all the seed nations of the earth shall be blessed hallelujah so we are sons and daughters we are spiritual children of Abraham also and so what applies what God said in that verse applies to us because we are people of God and God said if my people praise the Lord if my who my people who are called by my name will what? Will humble themselves, will pray, will seek my face, will turn from their wicked ways. Say, our God, who God? Who will hear from heaven? He, God, will hear from heaven. And not just hearing, but he will what? Restore our land. He will heal our land. In Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Amen. And we share with you some very important things concerning these areas of humility that we can do nothing with all him pray in prayer, knowing the will of God and all those things. And so those were things that we share on Wednesday and our sense on Wednesday as we we were about the time of prayer, the presence of God was so strong and those who humble themselves before God, I know that God heard you and God has healed your land. Amen. Because it was evident that God's presence was very strong on that line as we were praying and trusting God to do what he has promised in Jesus' name. As we conclude today, this Sunday on Restoration, We'll be concluding from Genesis chapter 41, verse 52, 1 to 52. Although I want you to read the entire, if you want to get a good understanding, you have to read from chapter 37 of Genesis, the account of the Joseph. We'll be looking at Joseph's account today. Praise the Lord. Amen. But I'm just choosing a verse, in Gen I mean two verses in Genesis chapter 41, verses 51 and 52. I want us to stand and read the word of God together. Let us stand. Genesis chapter 41 verse 51 and 52. Genesis chapter 41 verse 51 and 52. Two verses. Praise the Lord. Joseph called the name of the firstborn Manasseh. For God has made me to for me forget all my talk and all my father's house. Verse 52. And the name of the second son, which was the second son called Ephraim. For God has caused me to be fruitful in the land of my affliction. Praise the Lord. This morning I'll be sharing with you from this topic, from this uh, from these two verses, God will make you forget your difficult past and make you fruitful. Let us pray. Father, we want to thank you for your word to us today. I thank you for your anointing that rests upon your word. I thank you for your people. Lord, I thank you, O oh God, for making us, O oh God, to forget our difficult paths and to make us fruitful. Thank you for this great restoration. We give you all the praise. I pray may your anointing rest upon your word and may our life and situation never be the same. We bless you. We give you praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Brother Dave, we want to say welcome. We're happy to see you after many years. Hallelujah. You thought I forgot it for you, but I didn't forget it for you, Brother Dave. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
we had a pastor here who used to be here before he pastor Daniel. He used to say, I'll pluck you soon morning. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Brother Brother Humphrey, we're glad to see you also. God bless you. Hallelujah. Amen. Welcome back. I told you to bring back the family next Sunday. Hallelujah. Amen. First Sunday, let the family come back. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Family return to church. Hallelujah. Uh, on next Sunday will be family return to church day. I'll be looking at a lot of families in this church next Sunday. Family return to what? Church Sunday. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say that to them. Say pastor, say family return to church Sunday. Chaplain, I now hear you talking. Chaplain General. The person know themselves. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. God, the theme of our restoration, closing of our restoration topic is God will make you to forget your difficult past Amen. and make you fruitful. Amen. From the two names of Joseph's son, Manasseh and Ephraim. Hallelujah. Amen. Manasseh means what? God has made me to forget. Amen. Then, Ephraim means God has caused me to be one fruitful. So God is going to make you, God will make you forget your what? Your difficult past and make you fruitful. Can you say amen? amen. Look at your neighbor and say amen. amen. Look at yourself and say, Lord, I thank you. For making me fruitful. Thank you for causing me to forget my difficult past and make me fruitful. Hallelujah. That is restoration. That is what? Restoration. When God restores you, you forget about your difficult past and not only forgetting about your difficult past, but he makes you fruitful. Amen. Amen. That is being made whole by God. Hallelujah. Amen. God will cause you. Praise the Lord. I'm not saying that you will cause yourself. God will cause you because many of us can't forget our difficult past. Many of us try to remember our difficult path, but God will cause us. Amen. Say, God will cause me. God will me. When God begin to, when God restores you, you will, God, you will, He restores you so that you can forget. Amen. So that you can what? Forget, forget your difficult past, and so that you will what? Be fruitful. Amen. That is God's purpose of restoration. And we see it playing out in this account of Joseph. Praise the Lord. In the account of Joseph. Remember, you know, many of us, we have read the story of Joseph. It's a simple story, very powerful story. Joseph lost so many years of his youth. He was 17 years when he was sold into slavery. 17-year-old boy. So it means, according to American standards, you are not even man yet. Hallelujah. You yeah. are still a boy. And you are sold into slavery. Yes, he had some good time along the way. Important for us from there. He was placed in prison. Hallelujah. But, it was not all easy. And so he lost 13 years, really he lost 13 years of his life. And many of us, we think that because, I mean, many of us think that because we lost our youth. Some of us say, well, I lost my youth. So many of us think that we can be fruitful or we cannot experience restoration in our life. What was stolen from us, we can receive it back. But not with God. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So we see at the age of 30, 
is when God restores Joseph at the age of 30. He was 30 years old when he was restored. When he appeared before uh, Pharaoh and gave the interpretation of the dream and he was restored, his restoration began at the age of one? 30. He was 30 years. Remember, Jesus started his ministry at 30. There are lots of similarities between Jesus and Joseph. If you read the account. In the Old Testament, Joseph is considered as one of the perfect similarity of Jesus. Amen. In all that Joseph went through, he did not sin against his God. Praise the Lord. Read this account. So Joseph's Joseph account is a very powerful account. And every time we read the account of Joseph, we must be grateful to God that Joseph was not God. He was man like you and myself. And if he could stand the test of time and overcome and be restored, it means that you and myself can also stand the test of times of life and overcome and be restored. Are you following me, church? Are you following me, church? So this morning, I will be sharing with you uh, three things. I'll be sharing with you three things from this chapter, from this account, from Joseph's account. Just three things that you need to learn from Joseph's account. Even though it's three, it may sound three, but there are lots of meat or not only is not milk. There are lots of meat that you're going to eat today. They are going to eat meat. You know, when you're eating meat, your teeth can get tires on down. It can what? It can be sticking oil in the teeth. They say what? Milk is for children. But meat is given to adults. So I want to tell you, you're going to eat a lot of meat today with bones in it also. Because I'm going to be very, God is going to be very strong on us as we conclude this month of restoration. Hallelujah. And so I'll be sharing with you quickly three things from this Joseph account. And I told you, if you want to understand the whole story, go back, read Genesis 37, all the way down to 50 50 something, and you will see the full story of Joseph. But I will be short. I will be brief. I will sum it up in three points this afternoon. I mean this morning. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Number one point I want to start with this morning. Don't allow the wrong committed against you to become an excuse for your own poor decisions in life. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Don't allow the one, the wrong that has been done to you or that have been done to you or that will be done to you as a child of God. Don't allow the wrongs committed against you to become an excuse for your own what? Poor decisions. Many of us, we the decision, the poor decisions that we make in life, many times we try to blame it on someone. Because someone did us wrong, because someone hurt us in the past, so we made decisions based on what someone did to us. Made a poor decision. Really, it is not that person, it is you who made the decision. Hallelujah. Are you following me? Hallelujah. Yes, wrong that people do to us. Does it hide? Yes, it hide. I will not tell you that wrong things that people will do to you will not hurt you. It will not hurt me. It will hurt me. It will hurt you. But you do not allow that hurt to cause you to make poor decisions. Are you following me? Are you following me, church? I told you this morning will be will be what meat and what bones Amen. as we conclude. Amen. Amen. 
who are you blaming for your pain, for for the pain caused in your life? Who are you blaming? Are you blaming that person for the pain? If you blame people for the pain that is caused in your life as a child of God, you will never experience full restoration in your life. Hallelujah. Amen. If you blame people for the pain that, you, that, 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 that is causing you or that they have caused you, if you blame them for it, you will not receive full restoration in your life as a child of God. Are you following me? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And uh, let me tell you that family wounds, family wounds cut deeper than any other. Hallelujah. Amen. When your family hides you a height more than any other. How many of you know that? Oh, I'm, 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 I'm someone, you don't know what I'm talking about. Hallelujah. Family pain. When your family does something wrong to you, it hides more than one than other people. Because in your mind, they're supposed to love you. They what? They're supposed to love you. Are you following me? Yeah. Are you following me this morning, church? Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Yeah. I, want us, I want you to say to yourself, look at yourself this morning. Look at yourself. And say to yourself, say, my past does not determine my destiny. Look at yourself again. Say, my past does not determine my destiny. Hallelujah. Look at someone. Say, your past does not determine your destiny. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Do not hold yourself. Don't let these unhappy events shackle you because many times these unhappy events in your life shackle us, keep us bound. Don't let these unhappy events keep you unshackled. Praise the Lord. Keep you shackled, not unshackled. Keep you shackled or keep you bound. Praise the Lord. Let me go to number two point. Because I got a lot to deal with, so I want to run to number two point quickly. Number two, you need to bury your bitterness. Say, bury your bitterness. Bury your what? Your bitterness. We need to guard against the root of bitterness. In Hebrews chapter 12, verse 15, I want to, one minister, Joel, please put it on the board. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 15, and I want you to be finding Ephesians chapter 4, 31, and Deuteronomy chapter 29, verse 18. Bury your bitterness. God against the root of bitterness. He said, looking carefully, least anyone fall of the grace of God. Least any root of bitterness spring up, cause trouble, and by this, many become defiled. Looking carefully, least any fall of the one, fall short of the grace of God. Least any root of bitterness spring up in you. Praise the Lord. Put Ephesians chapter 4, verse 31 there. Ephesians 4, 31. Bury your bitterness. Let all bitterness, say let all bitterness, let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Let it be what? Put away. Say put away. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 29, 
verse 18. This was the first time in Deuteronomy 29, verse 18. This was the first time that the root of bitterness was spoken about. And so we want to see it. So that there may not be among you men or women or family or tribe who had turned away from the Lord your God to go and serve other gods, serve the gods of these nations, and that there be not among you a root bearing bitterness or warm wood. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. The root of what? We're talking about the root. We're talking about the root of bitterness. We need to bury. You need as a child of God, if you will receive restoration, you have to bury your bitterness as a child of God. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Bitterness is like a weed. You know weed? Uh, what we call unwanted grass. Bitterness is like weed that spreads. See, that spreads. It's like what? It's like weed that spreads. And many times, the root of bitterness starts if a father is bitter, he goes and tells his wife, his wife go and tell the children. The children now, the whole family become bitter. Praise the Lord. Amen. Many families are bitter. I mean, you see how the root of, he talks about the root of bitterness. It starts probably with the head, with something that someone did to you, whether the mother or the father, and they spread it to their husband, and they spread it to their wife, and they spread it to their children. Praise the Lord. Amen. And so, Paul, as a servant of God, spoke about the root of bitterness. Because if you don't deal with bitterness, it will become, when you, if you don't deal with bitterness, bitterness becomes extreme anger of what is considered to be the word wrath in the Bible. What you see in the Bible says that wrath in the Old Testament word is bitterness, is anger, wrath. Bitterness will become wrath. And this is what Paul was making. And if you do not deal with anger, it will begin to clamor or demand what is in need. Praise the Lord. Amen. It begins to demand what it needs. It goes to clamor. The word clamor there means that it demands what it needs. Because you have not done, you have not dared with what? Anger. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. And so, if, if it does not work, it will start talking bad about to others. And we know that the word slander has to do with what? Talking bad about others. Because this is the root. This is how it operates. It starts from, it starts from bitterness which is extreme and become extreme anger. It goes to what? Clamor. Then it goes to slander. You start talking bad in order to what? You in order for others to agree with you or justify your feelings. Praise the Lord. You start telling people you don't know what you don't know what this person did to, to the person did this to me, they did that to me, and you try to get a sympathy. Praise the Lord. And that becomes slander. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. And if it goes unchecked, the desire to cause harm, the person we were bitter towards will come. That desire to cause harm will come. Because that's the, is the last resort. That's why you see, the last resort is causing harm. Praise the Lord. Amen. The person that did that thing to you, that wrong to you. Because you did not deal with bitterness, it has gone down to the place of where you're thinking now about doing that person harm. I will make sure that it doesn't succeed. I will make sure that they feel. I will make sure that nothing good come out of them. Praise the Lord. Amen. 
Praise the Lord. Amen. It starts from the root of bitterness. I'm, I'm giving you these things because Joseph, the, 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 the Joseph had the same situation. He was wrong by his wife. He was wrong by his brothers. So by his brothers. He should have been a man who should have the root of bitterness in him. He should have been that kind of man. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. But we see that Joseph did not allow the root of bitterness to settle in his life. Praise the Lord. Amen. He dared with bitterness. He buried his bitterness. Hallelujah. Amen. He buried his what? His bitterness. And as a result of him burying his bitterness, God was able to restore him. Praise the Lord. Amen. And the last point I will be dealing with has to do has to do with waiting. You must wait for the end of the story. In life, you must learn to wait for the end of the one of the story. Praise the Lord. Amen. I want to give you some scriptures in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 28 to 30, verse 28 to 31. Isaiah chapter 1, 40, 28 to 31. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the God, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither thing nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. Let's continue. He gave power to the weak and to those who have no might, he increases, increases strength. Even the young, even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fail. Four. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wind as eagle. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Joseph faith sustained him in the situation. His faith in God sustained him. They sustained him in his situation. Even in his wise moment, it was his faith. Even in the face of false accusation, his faith sustained him. Praise the Lord. Can your faith in God sustain you? And this is what the word of God is giving. In Psalm 119, 11, it says, the psalmist said, that word have I hid in my heart, so I will not sin against you. When you hide God's word in your heart, you will not sin against God. Because every time sin comes around, you will declare the word of God, because it is the word of God that sustains us. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I want to give you some good, what, why God make us to wait. Why God tells us, the, why this scripture, Isaiah 40, tells us, verse 31, especially, say, did I wait upon the Lord? Why God makes us wait? Number one, the first reason why God makes us wait, it reveals to reveal our true motives. Amen. 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 God will want, God allows us, God wants us to wait so it can reveal our true motive. Because many times people who are in things happen uh, all of a sudden for them Many times you do not really see their true motive. People who don't have good motives won't wait 
long. They are not interested in commitment. It takes to what? To see something true. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because true, I mean, because of not waiting, people's motives are revealed. You will know whether someone is committed or not when they are given an opportunity to wait. Hallelujah. When you say no, I mean, I'm not telling you no, but wait. Amen. Then many times we ask the question, but how long we have been waiting for? They that wait upon the Lord. But God said, they that wait upon me, I will renew their strength. Praise the Lord. But many believers don't want to wait. They want everything in a what? In a hurry. Praise the Lord. And that is not good for us. Number two, waiting it builds patience in our lives. Waiting builds patience in our lives. What the waiting does, it builds patience in our lives. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Many of us are in our problem is not our problem is our perspective is not usually wrong. Our problem is our perspective is usually wrong. Praise the Lord. Our problem is our perspective is usually wrong. We think that bigger things in life the biggest things in life is our one is finances and possession. Many of us think that the biggest thing in life is what our perspective about life is where if I have plenty, if I got plenty of money, if I have a lot of possession, it means that one that I have made it. Praise the Lord. That is human perspective about life. What God thinks influencing people and changing the lives of people is more important. While God's own perspective is, look, I want you to be able to influence people. I want you to be able to influence people so that you will change them for my kingdom. Hallelujah. And many times, because we do not wait, we do not wait in life, we are impatient in life, we do not experience the blessings of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Joseph would have given up because God gave him the dream. Imagine Joseph only stay in his own home country for 11 years. Praise the Lord. Joseph could have given up his dream that he had, that he shared with his father and his brethren concerning who God has said he will be. Praise the Lord. He would have given up in the process of not waiting. He would have allowed Potiphar's wife to have stolen his wife. His place that God had for him in his story. He would have allowed it by not waiting. Praise the Lord. Amen. But Joseph refused to allow any of those things refused to allow that to steal his blessing that God had for his life. He kept his eyes, his faith in God. He kept on being strong in faith. Praise the Lord. Amen. So patience is a virtue. Amen. If we must wait, we must be what? We must be patient. Praise the Lord. What waiting also does. Number three, it builds our anticipation. Waiting builds our anticipation. We, we tend to, to, to cherish and take care of things that we are able to wait for. We cherish those things that we are able to wait for. Many times in life, as an individual, things that you want, you struggle for, you appreciate it more. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Some of you who are married today, that girl that you struggle to get when you 
She will be telling you no, 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 no. Hallelujah. You will be running down the hill. You will be crying and all. Oh, just to say hi. Praise the Lord. Something that you, 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 you have to wait for. Something that you have to wait for in life. Most of the time we try to cherish it more. So it builds up our anticipation. Praise the Lord. But if you are not a person who can wait, your anticipation will not be built up. Number four, waiting transforms our character. It brings transformation to our what? Our character. And we can see that clearly in the life of Moses. Moses had to wait for 40 years in the wilderness. 40 good years. We know Moses. This guy, Moses, what happened to him? He tried to run ahead of God. We know that Moses had, Moses was very impatient. If you look at Moses, he was harsh, he was impatient, and he was bitter. Initially. Because I sure his mother had told him of what? Because his mother knights him for Pharaoh's daughter. And his mother may have told him, look, my son, the way these people are suffering us. The way these Egyptians are, have suffered us. is suffering us. Don't be like them. Even though you're Pharaoh's daughter, but you are what? You are a Hebrew. And that bitterness was in him. That bitterness was in Moses. So when he saw the Egyptian killing one of his what? His brothers, the next day he killed that Egyptian quick. He went and killed that Egyptian quick. Quick. So where I am the one who's will be the deliverer. Let me start it right now. The problem my people will join this uprising. Praise the Lord. My people will join the uprising, but when he when he appeared to her people and people that said, Oh, you want to kill us now? How you killed that Egyptian yesterday? Eh? Moses said, It's time to run. Now, how he ran. Ran for his life. He ran for his what? His life. And God said, God didn't, God didn't, 40 years, God didn't speak to him. 40 years, God said nothing to him. Can you imagine? 40 good years, God said nothing to Moses. God was building character in Moses. He had to go to that place of humility where here is a prince. This man was a promising prince. Now mining sheep and goats and animals in the, I mean, way in the desert. <laughs> Every time you look at yourself, look at me, who I was before, and look at who I am now. Forty years. And after forty years, when it was forty years, God appeared to Moses. Because his character has changed. He has become humble. Waiting caused him to become humble. Praise the Lord. Waiting took away the harshness. Waiting took away the bitterness. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. That's why when God, when you, God tells me about a mission now, he's telling God, Lord, I even know how to talk. I even know how to do this. I even know how to do that. God said, you think I don't know the right person for the job? I know. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God will form a character, his character in us by us waiting. God forms his character in us when we wait upon him. Amen. 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 So ne don't never overlook the time of waiting in your life. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So no matter what you are facing in life, no matter what you are going through, the difficulties that you are going through in life, do not overlook the time of waiting. Praise the Lord. 
Because God is forming characters in your life. The character that he wants to see. Before the restoration comes, those characters must be formed. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. God knows what he's doing with you. God has not forgotten you. Don't think God has forgotten you. Hallelujah. Amen. Say, God has not forgotten me. Praise the Lord. The Lord really built his room in you to move away. But he is forming your character. He is building your character so when he what? When he releases his restoration in your life, you will be prepared for it. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Remember the Lord said, I know. God said, I know the plan, the thought that I have for you. Amen. Amen. You think God don't know the thought he has for you? God, God thought is to give you a future. God thought is to give you and myself a what? A future. But we must wait. We must learn to what? Wait. Stop being in a hurry. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And waiting build intimacy and dependency upon God. When you wait on God, it builds your what? Your intimacy with him and your dependency upon him. Praise the Lord. Amen. Waiting during difficult times develop our relationship with God. Yes. Praise the Lord. Amen. Some of the most intimate relationships we have in our lives are because a friend stood in the church with us. Some of the, some of the friends Friend, someone you say, This is my friend, this is my friend. You can go up, you can come down. You know what you went through. Isn't that so? Yes. Some of the people you call friends, you know what you went through. Yes. You said, When I was down, mm -hmm. that person was there with me. Yes. They prayed with me, they encouraged me. They, they was there with me in the trenches of life. During my difficult days, they stood with me. They didn't give up on me. And this is why, no wonder why Solomon said, there is a friend in Proverbs chapter 1. In Proverbs chapter 18 verse 24, he said, there's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. And that comes through intimacy. Praise the Lord. That comes through what? Being intimate. No wonder he said, a man who, who has friend must well, show himself what? Well, friend him. But there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. I want to tell you that God, the Lord Jesus, is a friend that sticketh closer oh, yeah. than Amen. a brother. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. God is interested in the journey as he is also in the destination. In the journey of life, God is interested in it. God is with you in the journey of life. So no matter what you are going through in life and you think that you are alone, you are not alone. He has promised that he will never leave you, he will never forsake you. He is with you to the end. Even though you may not be hearing his voice now, it doesn't mean that he has left you. Even though he is not talking to you now, it doesn't mean that he has left you. He is still with you. Amen. 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 And I always tell people, this account of Joseph encouraged me in one of my darkest times of my life. One of my darkest times of my life when I felt about giving up ministry and everything. Joseph account encouraged me. Hallelujah. Amen. Joseph Ekam encouraged me. And one thing that I kept in the back of my mind, when God gets ready to restore you, people will forget about you for a while. Yeah. People who you expect to be remembering you, to remember you. People who you are, who you are done good for, you expect them to remember you because they're up there, they will forget about you. 
We know the account of the Jacob and the Balaam. Joseph explained their dreams. Both of them their dreams. One was killed, one went back to work. Praise the Lord. And the word of God tells us that what happened? Joseph said, when you go, tell the Pharaoh about me. The God went you forgot about Joseph for two good years. Two good years. He forgot about Joseph. He what? He forgot about Joseph. When the Pharaoh had his dream, then he remembered Joseph. He said, and nobody could interpret the Pharaoh's dream. He said, There was a man I met in prison. There was a what? Because God was ready. He had waited. His time of restoration was at hand. And he had waited. He had gone through the test of time. His character had been formed in him. Hallelujah. And so God, it was time for God now to do, to fulfill, to bring to pass the dream that he told Joseph about when he was a little child. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So he said, there is a man I met in prison and he told us exactly what the interpreter came to pass. Wow. Pharaoh said, go bring that man to me. Amen. Amen. When they brought Joseph before the Pharaoh, restoration begun after Joseph revealed the dream of Pharaoh. Pharaoh asked his people, who can we find for this job? They said, no, well, we can't find anyone else. There is no one else that can what? That can do this job better than this man who revealed it. Then this man who interpreted this dream. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And so Pharaoh, that particular day, the amount of things Pharaoh did that day, Pharaoh immediately took the ring from his one of the, the ring from his finger, put it on Joseph. He said, You are number two in this kingdom. The only place you are higher than me is in the truth. But when it comes to any other area of my country, you are the number two man in this land. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Restoration. Pharaoh didn't stop there. Pharaoh took the second chariot. Number two chariot and placed Joseph in his parade him among the people. That our Pharaoh has made him. He changed his name. Not only that, but Pharaoh went to the house of a priest and brought a wife for Joseph. Wow. Pharaoh gave Joseph a wife that day. Amen. A wife. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. The, 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 the restoration was too heavy. Everything was taking place. Everything was taking place at once. Hallelujah. Everything was taking place at once. He went, he didn't get Joseph, any kind of, I mean, any kind of woman, street woman, or someone. He went to the house of a priest because he knew that this man who had revealed he needed the right kind of woman. So he went to a priest's house and took the priest's daughter and married Joseph. That he said, "I'm you're married right now." <laughs> and not only married when you're married, you're born baby. Quick. <laughs> You must what? Born baby. Hallelujah. And when so when Joseph born, the, when Joseph had the baby, the two babies, the two boys, the first one he named him Manasseh. Manasseh. God has caused me to forget my hardship. Hallelujah. Then he born again. The woman born again. He said, now nah, God has made me fruitful. Now God has what? Made me fruitful. In the land of my affliction. Where I was afflicted, 
Joseph didn't go after Potiphar. I show Potiphar was afraid. Potiphar was trembling in his pants that day when Joseph became prime minister. Because Joseph was number two man, power. But Joseph didn't go after Potiphar. Not only did he not go after Potiphar who put him in jail, or Potiphar who were accused him falsely, he didn't go after any of them. Root of bitterness was buried. Root of what? Bitterness was buried. There comes his brothers. He did not go after his brother. He asked the question, who am I? Am I in God's place? Am I in the place of God to say I will revenge against you guys? He didn't go against his brothers. He loved them. Hallelujah. Joseph had a different perspective. He said, you meant this thing for evil. But the God that has said, meant it for my good. So you think you are working against me, but God was arranging it for my enlightenment. God was was rearranging things for my life, for the dream that he showed me to bring it to pass. That's all God was doing. So I don't hold anything against you. God is arranging some things for you. You may not be able to see, you may not be able to understand, but I come to tell you this morning, if you if you will bury the root of bitterness from your life, if you will not allow the wrong that have been done to you in the past, that if you will not allow those things to hinder your work, if you're not allowed to wrong to, to make wrong decisions that was done to you, God surely, and you are willing to wait on God, God will surely restore you back to the place that he has shown you. Amen. 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 May God help us. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. When you read Genesis chapter 41, verse 37 to 45, you'll see what I just said. He makes everything good in his what? In his time. God makes everything good in his time. That's where that scripture are, are collaborate with Joseph. He makes everything good in his time. God will make everything good in his time. Praise the Lord. Wait upon him. Wait upon God. And I promise you, as you wait upon God, you will experience your restoration is bound to see your face. That which he has shown you, some of you, you were small when God showed you who you will be. Some of you were big when God showed you who you will be. And he said, God, at this age now, I don't think it will come to pass. It will come to pass. If you speak with God. Hallelujah. If you deal with these things that I just talked about. Because Joseph dealt with some things. He had to deal. This man was man like you and myself. But he had to deal with some things there to get him to that place. What is it, as I conclude this morning, what is it? that you can't deal with to walk in your restoration. What is it? Is it the root of bitterness? Because one of our major impediment, one of our major problem is the root of bitterness that flows in our being. That is flowing in our being. We must get rid of the root of bitterness and let God take us to that place that he wants us to be. Let's bow our head. As your heads are bowed, I want you to ponder what the words that you have heard this, uh, this morning.
these words that were spoken by the Spirit of God. God will make you forget your what? Your difficult past and make you fruitful. But he said you must not allow the wrong committed against you to become an excuse for your full decisions in life. You must bury your bitterness and you must wait on him. God is not asking for too much. He's not asking for too much from us. He knows that we can do it. God wants to bring us to that place in him that we can experience his fullness in our lives. I want you to talk to God wherever you are about his word today. I just want you to surrender those areas in your life that you still hold so dearly. Surrender it to God today. Oh, to Jesus.